Are you ready to perform at your highest potential? Welcome to the Performance Matters Podcast from GP Strategies. In each episode, we'll interview industry experts, exploring best practices and innovative insights to help you and your organization improve performance. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. My guest today is Carrie Hearn-Smith, Director of Transformation and Organizational Excellence at GP Strategies. Carrie, it's great to have you on the program. Thank you, Jeremy. It's great to be here. So you know better than most that many organizations today are going through a major transformation to a long-term hybrid work model. And uh, But hybrid means more than just where and when employees work. It's also about culture. So what should organizations be thinking about in order to create a culture that will thrive in a hybrid work environment? Culture is a big word out there, and and I think everything that we're focusing in on around hybrid is really about thinking about finding the right blend of everything that creates better outcomes. So the more effort we can put into the environments that we're creating and, and be very intentional about that is, is going to create a better outcome. And I think to really succeed in a hybrid environment, we have to be thinking about so many aspects. It's, it's really the all-encompassing work, worker, work environment. And what that means is, it, it's like you said, it's a lot more than just the schedules or, or the logistic side of things that we're operating in. It's about the hybrid thinking. It's about supporting hybrid strategies and hybrid capabilities. And those go well beyond the need for the hybrid structures, processes, and tools that organizations tend to get so myopically focused in on. So it's that thinking and strategy and capability side that really drives towards what kind of experience we're creating. And that's what drives the culture. So I think, you know, one of the things that we need to be thinking about in this digital first, virtual first world is how do we shift our mindsets around the people, putting the people experience at the core and that means what's the leadership experience? What's the employee experience? Because I know that leadership is, experience is going to drive the employee experience and support it and promote it and enhance it, which all drives our customer experience that we desire. So I think when we are thinking about this, it, it's time to rethink everything about work. Um, the lines between the separation of work and personal have all but been erased in the last year and a half. So that means we need to really, in order to get the cultures that we're driving for, we need to be thinking that people first experience, that well-being of people, how do we help people connect and collaborate more? And then I think it's really about the attention to intention. So what I mean by that is making sure that attention is our our true source of of productivity. And if we, as, as all of us in organizations, are constantly so distracted by everything that's happening around us in this hyper-mixed world, that's what we need to be focusing in on. How do we create the, the people experiences that minimize that give and take of the distractions, which technology is a huge part of that. It, it, it's, it's our enabler, but it's also our distractor. So we know we only have about eight-minute attention spans that are anymore or, or less, actually eight seconds, excuse me, not eight minutes, eight se- second attention spans. 
But then we also know as, as people, we also get into these binges of, I think the, the average now is three plus hours a day of Netflix binging. So these cultures are all blending and we, we are losing that separation of work and personal. So I think it really just goes back to how are we moving our thinking and our strategies into this hybrid thought process and mindset and driving the capabilities that create that too. Okay. So you've mentioned a couple of times this blurring of the line between work and personal. And how are you sensing that companies are rethinking that line and rethinking assumptions that they may have about employees in general in this new hybrid work situation? Well, I think we've all learned in the last year and a half that our assumptions on our paradigms are, are dramatically shifting. And the, the reality is, is we're not going back. There, you know, what we knew the work world to be and what we knew the traditional environments to be are, are never going to be there again. And so this is where I think coming back to that whole person element, we really need to be thinking very carefully about our assumptions and paradigms around how we care for the emotional, mental, and physical aspects of and well-being of people and our organizations and the people we interact with and the clients and the customers and the business partners. It, those are the critical aspects that we need to really make sure we're caring for in this process and being very open and transparent about it. I think it's also, and that drives to the, the culture of psychological safety and the transparency that we need the ability for vulnerability and in the environment and for us to look at that as a positive and a way that helps us continue to help people to grow and develop. Um, so it really comes back to that personal, that people experience, the leader, leadership, the employee, the customer experience, and how we're making sure we're caring for that well-being, for the that connectivity and that collaboration that's so critical to help people be at their best. So it seems like one important part of that would be employers making sure that there is opportunity for employees to distinguish between work and their personal lives. Uh, and and if you're which can be all the more difficult if you're working from home say, right? Then your exactly. home space exactly. becomes your workspace. So and and when you lose that, I think that 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 can be a real problem. That can really uh, add to burnout and related problems. So Let's talk about that a little more specifically. What can employers do to help employees keep that boundary, even if when, when the physical space is no longer a factor in helping you maintain that divide? You know, I think I'll challenge that thought in the sense of, do you prefer, when, when, when you ask that question of, do you prefer to have everything separated or not? Because the statistics show and the data shows that last year we lost a great deal of separation by moving work to home and basically turning it on a dime within a week to two weeks for many organizations. And people realized that there wasn't separation in their lives, you know, be it their, their physical proximity where they were working in their, their bedroom, their extra bedroom, or, or even their, their kid's room or whatever it may be. But what we've learned from that, too, is how much separation do I need? And mm. I want to be able to regulate that on a personal level. And 
sometimes it's very different when I think about the technology I have that I'm working with at work versus the technology I'm working with in my personal life. I, I'm, I can be very OCD at times. <laughs> so I like to be really organized and I like systems. I have systems in my home and I have the technology that helps me with those systems. And I have my tools all integrated, you know, my Google Nest and everything else. That makes it very easy for me. I don't always find that I have that in my work technology because mm. of restrictions and things like that. But that's causing a disjointed separation for me. And I personally, and, and many people who I've talked to and many of the, the statistics that are showing up now is that people want to be able to manage that separation themselves. They don't want to imposed upon them. Mm. So I want seamlessness between my personal life and my work life in the tools and the technology I'm using so that I don't have to be carrying two or three different phones and using different systems and everything. And that's what also supports the idea of, I don't want to have to be stuck to a 24 seven schedule for anything mm -hmm. um, because I need, I need to intermingle that to really bring my whole self and to make sure I'm integrating and being as productive as I can be when I, when I can be. So I think this is one of those paradigms we really need to question. Okay, that's really interesting. So in other words, this sort of assumption that there needs to be a very rigid separation between work and personal life, if I'm hearing you correctly, saying, well, it probably depends on the individual, but maybe we're, maybe we're learning that workers don't want such a rigid separation or at least want the freedom to create that divide or separation in a way that makes sense for them rather than having it imposed from above. Exactly. And that's where you're seeing more. I mean, the, the trend has been for a long time to focus on the learner experience and transformational experiences mm. and get things in the flow of work for them. So they have their tools, their resources, their learning, their content really accessible to the flow of work. It's expanded to the flow of life. And, and again, that's helping people realize. And I think you're seeing the generational differences and the not, not just generational, but the the differences now that people have had the opportunity to test out different ways of working where they may never have had that had not had the pandemic not happened. Now people were forced into trying different things. And I think they're finding different results than what they would have thought they would have answered that question as prior to all of the changes. And this is where the capabilities come in too. There are hybrid capabilities that we need to make sure we're supporting that enable that to work well. So it is some of those skills and those, those capabilities such as entrepreneurship um, and being able to be resilient and adaptable and that emotional intelligence that comes into play when I'm blurring lines between work and my personal life. So those core essential skills really need to be focused in on so people are equipped to set those boundaries effectively. Mm -hmm. And would you say that it's the responsibility of employers to teach those skills, or is it also the responsibility of employees to recognize the skills they need and to take action on their own? There's a little bit of both, maybe? Oh, absolutely. I think it's absolutely a joint responsibility. Yeah. So 
So along those lines, what can employees do to be at their best when, like now, things are uncertain and the, the environment that they're working in is in flux? And I think, you know, what you just said, you know, it, it is taking responsibility. It's, it's having that self-direction and that self-regulation to know where I am noticing things that I might need. I may not always know how to solve that, but I'm recognizing it. And this is where the organizations can care so much for the employees' well-being by helping them with tools and resources to help them figure out, okay, I noticed something that I'm missing or I'm struggling here. Something's disjointed for me. I need support and help with that. It's creating that bio, that environment of psychological safety where people can come in and, and admit that and be okay with that. And then helping to provide those resources to help people move through those things and those issues, whether they're emotional, mental, mentally taxing or physical, whatever they may be. But that's where organizations can support and help people to get to that productivity level that they they everyone strives to be. We innately want to be productive. We innately want to bring value. So how do you open that up? And then I think the other aspect that's so critical, especially in today's environment, is looking for community and looking to stay connected. It's very easy in the work from home environment, even if it's a a balance of on-site and work at home, for people to be pulling away and disconnecting. And that was one of the, the, the largest causes of mental and emotional issues last year. Mm. You know, we saw that people in isolation, we don't do well as humans in isolation, especially if, if choice is taken away from us. And, and it was. And so we didn't have the ability to go out and find community and stay connected in a very easy way. So that's why people will, will go to dysfunctional ways to, to satisfy that as well. So the more companies are thinking about how do we keep people connected and build that community and build that collaborative environment, even in a virtual way, those are going to be ways that they can care for some of that. You know, it's, you don't have the water cooler anymore. So how do you, how do you replace that or adapt that into a, a virtual environment? And I've seen some great examples of that in some of our clients. Well, maybe give us a few of those examples, because in fact, my next question was going to be, what are the key things that you think businesses need to start doing right now to make sure that their hybrid strategies are going to work and and put their employees in the best place? So what are some strategies that you've been seeing with your clients that are really working? I think, you know, the ones that I've, I've seen that have matured and grown the most through this is are the ones that have embraced bringing that whole person to work. And they have created collaboration and community opportunities where we're not always talking about work. We're, we're talking about one client, they do, they have a fun factory and the team on that, on that group changes every six months. So, and, and it's a group of people that come together and their sole purpose is to create inventive and creative ways to bring 
their teams together. So we've done things like, you know, the virtual holiday parties and where they've had games and interactive environments um, all done virtually. Pet Paloozas, bring your pet. <laughs> and those have been some of the most fun. And again, it's an opportunity to share and to learn more about each other in a way that we never would have done in a, an on-site work environment. Um, so some of these things are opening up people's lives to others. And, and that's what's really creating that better people employee experience. And then it's transferring into their productivity and their relational environment that's, that's becoming more creative. And they're feeling more comfortable to bring those sets of skills to their environment that maybe they held back on previously. So I think, you know, if organizations can, it, it, it is time and it's a great opportunity for us to rethink it all, rewrite the norms, rewrite what we really think is most important, make sure we're staying people experience focused. And I think there's a difference between being ready and prepared to do this too, as we move forward into some of these big transformations that we all need to, to actually move through. And that readiness is really making sure we have clarity of purpose. It's, it's knowing that we have unwavering sponsorship behind this thought of well-being and being intentional and making sure we have an environment that's caring for the psychological safety as well as being very focused on those essential skills. If we focus on those essential mindsets and skills and those mindsets of growth and abundance and experimentation, we're going to have a healthy environment and a healthy experience for people that they will they will care for themselves in the technical skills that they need to, to get through. Um, yes, the organization needs to make sure they're offering ability to grow in the technical skills, but the technical skills are so perishable. So if we can focus on those skills of helping people learn about critical thinking and problem solving and emotional intelligence and that entrepreneurship and the ability to filter, positive filter, positive active filtering, um, so that they can stay focused and intentional. That's what really is going to create that environment, that culture that we're driving for and the level of productivity we need. All right. A lot of great stuff there. Well, Carrie, thank you so much for all of that, for all your great yes. insights and for a great conversation. Thank you, Jeremy. It's been fun. The Performance Matters podcast is brought to you by GP Strategies. Together, we can create a world where business excellence makes possibilities achievable. You can subscribe to the show anywhere you get podcasts and listen on our website at gpstrategies.com slash podcasts.